And the, if, the more you think about that business outcomes approach, the more you understand what impacts that and what doesn't. Um, and you become more comfortable, obviously, with that kind of that delegation, that change of mindset as, as you kind of progress. Welcome to Stand Up Stand Up, presented by IT Misfits. This is where tech professionals and comedy intersect daily in your new favorite stand-up meet. Each episode has two parts, a roundtable discussion on an IT topic, and then an open source open mic, where each comic shares or works on a stand-up comedy bit. At the end of the week, we perform our final crafted bit. Just like any good stand-up meeting, we try to make these short and valuable. Hopefully, this brings a smile to your day, gives you something to think about, and most importantly, gives you something funny you can share with other IT professionals. All right. Well, with me today are my fellow misfits, Tim Stevens, Matt Campisi, and Samuel Hernandez. My name is Jerry Black. Let's get into it. It's not what you are that holds you back. It's what you think you are not. That's Tony Robbins. Uh, this week, we have, uh, we will be continuing our interview with our special guest, Michael Mace. And today's topic is what it's like to be a CTO and really what is it a CTO in our industry and, and for someone with, with Michael's uh, expertise and his experience, how has he found that role? But before we get into that, let's do a little open source comedy. So coming to you live here, Matt Campisi. You might have noticed uh, as I'm doing my stand-up today that I'm wearing cowboy boots. I really should have asked Jerry to introduce me as the IT cowboy comedian because I associate with being a cowboy from that upbringing. I had to walk a solid mile to work, you know, the strong history of working the land. And it's really because I watched season one of Yellowstone. I need to work on it, but that's that's the... <laughs> It's gotcha. more of a visual yeah. joke, so yeah. for all yeah. those on the podcast, uh, I look like a solid cowboy. I mean, you really would be shocked to see that I am in IT. You're like, how is a cowboy able to be in IT? Be so that handsome and be in IT. That's what you got yeah. to call it. That, all right. that rugged, yeah. <laughs> that rugged Marlboro man look that is Matt Campisi. <laughs> <laughs> Chiseled. All right. Chiseled. <laughs> Chiseled. Sizzle, sizzle, right. sizzle, sizzle, sizzle. Uh, I do, I do, I do three push-ups every day, Jerry, so that my man boobs look better on the show. Three is all you need, good, I think. That's good. That's good call. Uh, all right, up next, Samuel. So you know, I'm a hundred percent Puerto Rican, right? Born in Puerto Rico, I'm a hundred percent Puerto Rican. And you know how you can tell someone is Puerto Rican? They'll tell you. Kind of like a vegetarian, right? You go to dinner and they're like, oh no, I'm a vegetarian. Or worse yet, a vegan. Because they're constantly telling you. And as a matter nice. of fact, now that I think about it, kind of like a CCIE. <laughs> they're constantly telling you, oh yeah, I'm a CCIE. As a matter of fact, they'll tell you before they're a CCIE, oh yeah, I'm training to become a CCIE. Well, have you started yet? No, no, not yet. I'm starting soon though. You know, I got my sales certificate. I'm a sales expert, but I'm getting my CCIE probably next year. Very money. nice, Samuel. Very money, nice. Not. Speaking of CCIE and training, <laughs> up next is Tim Stevens. 
You know, I think we need to forget about syslog. I need her log or maybe wife log. And it will be an early warning system that takes all these seemingly unrelated events that really don't matter or add up to anything. But when you put them all together, turn into this really explosive outage that that uh, ends with me on the couch. So I think I need her log. We've got to figure out how to get her log integrated into my early warning system. So if you guys could figure that out, I would really appreciate it. Talk about your role as CTO. What is it uh, to be a CTO in the in the corporate world? I think a lot of people, you know, they're CTO, they're CIO. Well, how are they different? What are they different? That sort of thing. I'd love to uh, understand that a little bit better. Yeah. So, you know, I think I, I crack jokes all the time. You know, if you if you ask 10 CTOs what they do for a living, they're probably going to tell you 10 different things. Um, it, it is definitely, I feel, one of the least defined kind of executive titles that are that are out there. Um, but I think I think generally speaking, you know, the, the type of company you're in will certainly influence the role that you play within that company. But I think generally speaking, as the CTO, um, your, your primary function is to kind of influence and drive um, technology insertion into the company um, that's in line with the CEO's essential goals, right, which in most cases is to grow, you know, create more revenue, create more profit. Um, so for me, at least strategically, it falls on me to make sure that whatever technologies we're bringing in help drive those two efforts and whatever investments we're making in actually come back with some type of profitability. Now, when you're in the, the CTO role, unquestionably, though, depending on the type of company is very different. As an example, the, C, the CTO of our parent company um, does a very different job than what I do as the CTO of a product company. Um, so in, in my world, I, I am very, I am responsible in large part for a lot of our technical strategy and kind of forward thinking, kind of thinking through our product development and what's, you know, what are we, you know, what, what's the life of our products over the next three to five years. Um, and I also spend a good portion of my time out being an evangelist for technology, doing mm -hmm. kind of public speaking engagements, similar to what we're doing right now, um, talking about, you know, whatever's appropriate for, for that organization and really trying to kind of establish um, myself as well as our company as kind of a thought leader um, uh, in the technology space that we operate in, right? Because uh, to a certain extent, for us um, and what we build, you know, when we when when people think of those keywords, when somebody thinks of commercial solutions for classified, which is what we specialize in, we want people to think about us first, um, and and that is a, a good portion that my that that I play, our team plays. And the other great thing about being the CTO and one of the things that I realized I enjoyed a lot more than I probably thought I would have, especially earlier in my career, is, you know, I probably only spend a quarter of my time, maybe a third of my time doing technology, like pure technology, right? Like nerding out, doing the things that, you know, I'm loving to do. But I find now I spend a lot of time also working with, as an example, our, our, our marketing teams, right? And making sure kind of messaging and thinking through corporate messaging and what we, you know, what we're saying to people, right? right? Um, I spend a lot of my time, like I said, doing public speaking engagements that aren't necessarily always technical. Some of them are a lot like we've talked about today about the transition and all these various things um, that about two thirds of my time is actually on things that aren't kind of traditional kind of technology topics. And I thought young, in my younger years, I would have hated that portion of it. What I found is I've gotten older, I actually really kind of enjoy that side of it. I enjoy being out with customers and being out with other 
you know, fellow nerds and sitting down and, you know, nerding out just as much as I really enjoy sitting down and writing a, you know, writing a blog post that takes a really technical kind of topic and makes it consumable by everybody. So, um, but that's kind of my day to day. It's a, it's, you know, at, at a high level. And if somebody was interested in pursuing that, uh, like, like, what would you almost like first principles? What, what do they, how do you get there or how do they maybe at least start thinking about maybe I'd like to go that direction because CTO and CIO are really feel very different to me. And I think a lot of the time people hear, you know, executive, they hear C-suite and they just go, oh, well, I want to do that. And they don't really stop and think about, well, your career is going to could take two very different paths here. And you really kind of want to be thinking about that earlier on, as opposed to trying to, you know, sort of just quote unquote executive. So how might they think about that? Yeah. I mean, you know, again, like CTO is interesting because depending on the company and and where it's at in its path, you know, the CTO at a startup company may also be the lead developer and the lead, you know, technical salesperson as well. You know, if you're employee (laughs) number three, you're doing a lot of things as an example, you know? So, you know, I think, I think the first piece of it is understand that no matter where you're at, where the company you're going to work for that in their process, if you're going to be the CTO of that company, you're going to do a lot more than technology. Um, and you need to spend some time. And the, the thing that I wish I would have done more of before I jumped into these roles was I needed to spend time understanding business as well. Right. I needed to spend some time learning about how the financials work and accounting works and, you know, what's the difference between EBITDA and gross profit as an example. You know, these are all things that I learned, you know, kind of on the fly that my life would have been a lot easier had I understood beforehand, but also understanding things like how marketing works and where you can um, leverage things like social media and kind of all of those various things and understanding you're not going to be an expert in anything you ever do again. Right. Um, and what I mean by that is, look, my enti- everybody on my technical team nowadays is significantly more technical than I am. And it's not even close. You know, I'm not going to be the financial expert. I'm not going to be the sales expert. I'm not going to be the, you know, the marketing and partners and channels expert. It's my job, though, to be the expert on taking whatever technology we're going to use in making sure it meets the business objectives established by the CEO. Huh. Huh. Okay. That's interesting. And I uh, totally agree. I think the, I think the, the business side of, uh, of business, a lot of the time we just, we almost turn a blind eye to it until you get to a point where people are sort of looking at you going, why don't you know this? And it can be frustrating because it's the, you know, how did you get to, how did you get to director at this company? And you don't even understand how to, you know, kind of how to leverage, leverage an accounting spreadsheet or, or how to uh, potentially, um, you know, financially propose a project or any of those things. And, and I've always said, you know, if the language of business is numbers, is dollars and cents, that's how they talk. When, when you talk to a, a quote unquote business person, a CEO, um, those people talk in that language. And we need to be able to, as IT professionals, be able to have that, um, you know, we need to be able to understand and have that language, uh, learn that language ourselves. Yeah, Jerry, and and I think one of the other things too, is you've got to get really comfortable with being uncomfortable as Mm. well. 
because yeah, like I said, when you're not the ex when you're when you're not the expert, you're gonna be in these meetings, you're gonna realize that really quickly that these people know a lot more about their expertise than you do. And you can you can kind of go one of two routes, right? You can kind of sit there and kind of pretend like you know everything, or you can stop and ask questions. And you know, the advice I have for anybody that's kind of going down this path is stop and ask those questions because they're gonna change the way you make decisions moving forward. Man, that's great advice. And you're hundred percent right. Is the uh you gotta get you gotta be comfortable with being uncomfortable. And it kind of goes back to that that we talked about earlier of when we like to be a lot of the time IT people want to be that smartest person in the room. And then you get in a room where they're not even talking a language that you understand. And it it just it starts to really mess with your brain. And so, you know, the flip side of it is now you start. You start trying to interject in weird ways that don't make any sense to the conversation uh, to show that you still are smart, and it just uh, it just ends poorly. So, yeah, that's uh, that's really yeah. And I think really that, I think, yeah, and I think the second the other piece of advice with regards to doing this job is, and I kind of referenced it a little bit, but it's definitely make sure you hire people to do to make sure you hire people that are better than you to do the things that you're not good at. That's great. You know, so like in my case. Um, I know that I need to have a really good VP of product development because I'm not a developer by trade. And I need, I need that, I need that gentleman in my scenario now to be much better at his job as a developer than I am, because if I'm the best developer in the room, um, our products are going to have some real problems. <laughs> so there's a little, you know, being able to navigate in that space too, is the, probably the other thing I, I tell I mean, get used to it because it's a reality. Uh, that's so uh, Mace, that's you, cool. Oh, 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 yeah. Mace, you, you know, from someone who I've known you as long as I have gone, you were that individual contributor, right? But you were that go-to guy, right? During that time, smart guy, brilliant guy, everybody came to you with their problems to, to allow you to solve them for them or point them in the right direction to now where you're at today, you know, that, that process, that, that journey of where you were which was great, that individual contributor, rockstar engineer, to now this, what I would say, a humble and very knowledgeable CTO that has great perspective. You know, there's a lot of people that want to get where you're at, and they struggle kind of relinquishing that that ego and that, you know, I'm, I have to be right and I want to be right. Uh, and they are very smart, like yourself. So any advice for those who are on that track, they want to get into an executive position like yourself, but at the same time, they're having a hard time really letting go of that, you know, I, I may be the smartest person in the room and I have a problem with, with not trying to remind people of that. Yeah, I mean, you know, so I, 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 think, I think the first thing, and it's kind of an unfair statement when I say this, but I think that... Um, I think people, if people want to do a job, they'll do it. Um, and what I, what I mean by that is, I think in order to transition from being kind of that, you know, that senior engineer kind of enterprise architect type individual to being an executive is, you have to understand, you, you have to change. Um, because every minute you're in the weeds doing something, there's some strategical some strategic piece of the company that you should be working on that has long-term effects on the success or failure of that company, much greater than whatever that very tactical kind of issue is. 
And for the people that want to transition, it, it comes with the commitment of being a of of making that transition and committing to it up front and saying, hey, look, I have to let go of this. And it's going to be hard. And I'll be the first one to tell you, there's probably two days a year where I get frustrated and I'm like, you know what? I'll just, I'll, I'll get on the keyboard and I'll do it. Right. And I, you know, I think I've gotten better every year, maybe at not doing that as often. Um, but there, I, you know, I still certainly have that, that piece to it. But I think when you under, I, I think when you're making that transition and you're choosing to make that transition, the commitment that you're making is you're committing to think differently um, and think through a different lens. And it's going to be hard and it's going to seem almost detrimental at first. It's going to seem like things don't get solved as quickly. It's going to seem like problems may take, may linger just a little bit longer. Um, but you have to be able to ask yourself, like, did that extra 10 minutes it took for Tim to solve that problem, did it actually make any difference to the, to the kind of the goals of the company as a whole? And if the answer is that 10 minutes really didn't matter other than you just wanted it done 10 minutes faster, um, then there was no harm done by delegating that task. And the, if, the more you think about that business outcomes approach, the more you understand what impacts that and what doesn't. Um, and you become more comfortable, obviously, with that kind of that delegation and that change of mindset as, as you kind of progress. Love it. Yeah, that's uh man, I tell you what, I I I am I am sad to say that we've that we're out of time here. Um and I, I I'm hoping that maybe at some point uh Tim and myself and you, Michael, can get together for lunch. Probably not in Afghanistan, but um maybe <laughs> I'm okay maybe, with that too. <laughs> maybe Florida. Uh uh, or wherever. I think that would be so great. I, you have been so uh, insightful. I really appreciate it. Um, I do want to say thank you very much to Archon for letting you uh, be on the podcast with us. Uh, and thank you very much, Michael, for your time, for your service. Matt Campisi, Tim Stevens, Samuel Hernandez. My name's Jerry Black. Have a great day. That's it for today's stand-up meeting. Remember, this isn't just a podcast, it's a weekly process to find the fun. You are front row at the birth of any of this comedy. It's open source, so please feel free to share this with people that you work with. If you share something funny with other people, their day will be brighter, and you'll be amazed at how much better your day is because of it. Thank you very much for being here. Have a great day.